This is Sean Mandoli, and you're listening to the Hopeland Church Podcast. I hope you encounter God and walk in new levels of freedom as a result of listening to this message. Enjoy. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Hopeland Online. Super excited. Happy New Year, everyone. It's 2021, everyone. Welcome to the new year. We all know that just because one day turns doesn't mean that everything changes, although God can do something like that. And I believe it, but um, but it is exciting to step into a new year, right? It's exciting to be here. It's exciting that we're in 2021. You're still alive. You're still breathing. You have oxygen in your lungs. You made it. You survived 2020. Welcome uh, to the new year. Happy new year, everyone. And so with all that said, uh, the new series, we're starting today. Uh, let's try this again, right? Uh, 2021 happened. Here we go into a new year. So let's try this again, okay? Um, somebody said to me, they're like, let's not call, let's try that again, because we don't want to try that again, past tense. What, you know, we don't want to try that again, but we can try this again. So uh, uh, let's try this again. Um, let, let's jump into this. We got five weekends in January. So this is going to be um, extensive, right? We got five weeks to jump into this, to prepare us for the new year. Um, we as a church are focusing on prayer this month. I mean, that's pretty much everything we're doing. We normally uh, do groups in January. We'll start our groups, but but um, uh, based on uh, just in prayer and actually my wife, Crystal Gale's input was, Let's let's start groups in February and devote January to prayer as a community, as a church. And we're going to be doing that every week this year. Starting this week, um, we're going to be focusing and providing um, environments to pray in and together as a community. And we want to encourage you guys to just step up your prayer game, pay, prayer game this month. Let's start pr with prayer. Let's pray first. Okay. So praise the Lord. So with that said, let's try this again. We're going to jump into this. Isaiah chapter 43. Let me pray. Father, we thank you for your holy word. We pray your word is revelation to us. It is meat for our soul. It is nourishment for our spirit. We pray God that this bread from heaven feeds us today. We pray that we are fed by the word, we are nourished, washed by the word, and changed, transformed. Change us today, God. Lord, we don't want just a cute Bible study. We want to be changed into the image of the son of your love. We want to be like Jesus. So when we read this, that is our prayer, that we can be more like him. In Jesus' name, Everybody said amen. Isaiah 43, starting with verse 18. I'm gonna do 18 to 19. And it says this, do not remember the former things nor consider the things of old. Don't focus on what happened. Don't uh, give your mind and thoughts to the rear view mirror, if you will, right? Verse 19 Behold, look at this is what God's going to do. I will do a new thing. That is how God operates. Behold, I will do a 
new thing. Now it shall spring forth. Uh, shall you not know it? Just because God's doing something new doesn't mean everybody sees it. And just because you don't see it doesn't mean he's not doing something new. He is doing something new, but the question is, are we going to be able to see it? The question is, are we going to be aware of it? The question is, are we positioned to hear his voice? I mean, come on now. Anytime in the word of God, when God was speaking, somebody had to be in a position to hear him. Somebody had to posture themselves to hear him. And um, God is always speaking. The question is, are we listening? God is always doing something new. The question is, are we aware of it? Um, we don't always get it right. We mess up. We miss things. And, and God's grace and his mercy, he seems to pick us up and get us back onto where we need to be. But let's let's start this year with going, God, what are you doing? Uh, you know, because he said, I will do a new thing, a new thing. This is just part of who how God is. This is how he operates. This is just what he does. Every uh, time in scripture, when there was a changing of a generation, when there was a handing off, when, when uh, there was always a new thing. I mean, God was, he is faithful to a thousand generations. His praises shall go from one generation to the next. He is always doing a new thing. That's my first point. God is always doing a new thing. God is doing a new thing. He's doing something this year. I can't tell you I know everything about it, but I'm telling you he's doing something. He's doing something in your life. He's doing something in Hopeland Church. He's doing something in my heart. He's doing something in my family. He's doing something in my marriage. He is doing a new thing. Now it shall spring forth. Shall you not know it? I will even make a road in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. Wilderness and desert were seasons in scripture. It's a season. It's a moment. Jesus was tempted to the devil for 40 days and 40 nights in the wilderness. It was a season. And God is like, I will do a new thing. You go through a wilderness experience, a trial, a tribulation. Trial, tribulation, trouble, and affliction are seasonal. They aren't perpetual. That's just, how, I mean, that's just in the word of God. The, the children of Israel were in the wilderness far longer than they should have been, but it was still a season. The time came, Joshua and Caleb rose up. They led them across the uh, Jordan River. It took them three days to get over there. New thing, new season. You, we, our Bible's broken up into two main sections. You got the Old Testament and the New Testament. God is in the business of doing something new. The Bible says, that we might walk in newness of life. The Bible says, lay aside the old man and put on the new man, okay? Uh, if any uh, person is in Christ, right? Second Corinthians chapter five, verse 17. If any man is in Christ, he is a new Creation in Espanol, uh, como se dice, nuevo, new, yes, nuevo, all right, um, new, okay, I was, I was just looking off camera here to check with Pedro, make sure I said it right, I got a thumbs up, nuevo, a new, new thing, okay, um, that if any man be in Christ, he's a new creation, old things have passed away, all things have become new. I will do a new thing. 
I will even make a road in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. God is always doing a new thing. There is always a new season. There is always a new season. Okay, there's, there, there, there's another realm of glory. There's another level of faith. There is, there is a more of Jesus to discover and to, and to know. There's more deliverance for you. There's more freedom for you. There is more of experiencing who Jesus is and the salvation he's provided for us. There is more revelation in the word that you have not seen. There's more to discover about him. There's more purpose for your life. There's more destiny to be fulfilled. Okay, there, there's a harvest coming. The kingdom operates as a seed and seed represents death to something that was so that something new can come. It even says here that now it shall spring forth speaks of growth a new season so 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 there's a harvest coming so, somewhere some way in your life based on the seeds you've planted there's harvest coming it's a new thing it's a new thing okay there's a new day dawning just the rhythm of life is day and night and i'm telling you right now um we here at, uh, with our um, with um, our interns, we've been coming in earlier. We've been coming in um, and just working, getting stuff done, literally uh, before it even gets light outside, just starting earlier. And we notice how productive we are, how much more productive we are when we start early, just get going, get it cracking early. But but the, a new day, a new day is dawning. We As we're recording this, we're in the morning. Most of you initially are, are watching this and participating in our online gathering in the morning, um, a new day. But I'm here to tell you, another day is coming. Weeping may endure for the night, but joy comes in the morning, okay? The page in the kingdom of God and on your journey with God, uh, the page of your life, okay? The page is always turning to your next chapter in God. It is never the end, okay? We kind of talked about this. Uh, last week, uh, Crystal Gale and I, in in finishing strong, is that um, the end of a thing in God is always the beginning of a new thing. Um, always, uh, always, uh, unless a grain of wheat falls into the ground and dies, somebody say the end, it abides alone. But if it dies, somebody say the end, it produces much fruit, right? So... So the end of that seed is the beginning of fruitfulness and thousands upon thousands of more seeds coming out of that. That is how God operates. That is how he operates, okay? God is always doing a new thing. Turn in your Bibles, Isaiah 43, uh, verse one. Let's read that right now. So Isaiah 43, verse one. Let's just go back up to verse one. Here we go. Uh, this is a powerful uh, chapter. We kind of read near the, lower end of that chapter, verse 18. But I want to just go back up and just see what God was saying to his people before he said he was going to do a new thing. So we kind of read kind of the end before the beginning. Um, but let's go back to verse one. But now, thus says the Lord, who created you, O Jacob, and he who formed you, O Israel, fear not, for I have redeemed you. Now, here we go again. God's going to do a new thing. And um, here's my, I'm going to finish reading that, but I just want to give you the second point just so you know where we're headed here is, is simple, um, is, is you're in God's hands. Okay. So um, that's comforting to know, right? Um, you know, that, that, like that child, you know, that, you know, nursery rhyme song, um, you know, he's got the whole world in his hands. 
and and you're in his hands and there's 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 a lot of scripture around that um you know uh jesus said that you know nobody can snatch you out of my hand or no and nobody can take you out of the hand of the father submit yourself under the mighty hand of god okay he saved us with um his righteous hand and his outstretched arm right he you know he saved and delivered us i mean the hand of god is is just a, a really cool analogy and principle in scripture about how God cares for us and takes care of us. And once again, um, but now thus says Lord, who created you, O Jacob, and he who formed you, O Israel, uh, fear not for I have redeemed you, I've called you by your name, you are mine. Uh, okay, so, so, so you, you gotta hold on to the truth, church, that you are God's, you know, we are his, you know, um, the Bible says that we are not our own. Um, we were bought with a price. Therefore glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. They're, they're, they're his. Okay. He purchased us in, in, he's saying here in Isaiah 43, one, you are mine. Okay, so when we go into this new year, right, and, and, and we're approaching a new year and, and we're saying, man, let's try this again. Uh, let's start out with the fact that our identity and our um, worth and our value and our um, uh, stability our mindset, our emotional health, our mental health, our relational health, our uh, purpose for living, uh, really our identity and all that that entails is solely based on who God is and who we are in him. He's like, you are mine. All right, and so when we're gonna start again and let's try this again, we got another chance, guys, because God's always doing a new thing. And and uh, the uh, the new day has dawned, right, in, in a sense. Um, let's start this out like this, that man, I am God's, he is mine, and I am in his hands. And I wanna say once again, you're in God's hands. Look at verse two. It says, when you pass through the waters, I will be with you. And through the rivers, they shall not overflow you. When you walk through the fire, you will not be burned, nor shall the flame scorch you. Okay, there it is. You are in God's hands. That is how God does something new in your life. It's when he has got you in his hands. It's what, it's how he does a new thing in our life. When we are allowing him to, to mold us and make us, when we allow his hand to touch us, to guide us, to create boundaries, and we allow his hand to, yes, bring correction, adjustment, okay, and, 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 and conviction in our life, uh, 
the hand of God is there to protect. The hand of God is there to, to guard. The hand of God is, you know, what the Bible uses as a knowledge of him to do and create things and work things in and through your life. It is his hand. It is his hand that delivers. I mean, it is his hand that corrects and chastises as well. And so we need and desire God's hand on our life. So once again, God is always doing a new thing and you're in his hands. So here we go. Let's go to Jeremiah chapter 18. All right, Jeremiah chapter 18, verse one. Here it goes. We're gonna read verse one to verse four. The word which came to Jeremiah from the Lord saying, arise and go down to the potter's house. All right, here we go. We're in his hands. Okay, you guys, some of y'all know where we're going with this. Uh, go down to the potter's house and there I will cause you to hear my words. Verse three, then I went down to the potter's house and there he was making something at the wheel. All right, I just want to encourage you here that God's doing something. Uh, you know, God is making something at the wheel of your life. Um, if, 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 you know, and, and you need to be encouraged by that. If he is the potter and we are the clay, then God right now is making something. He's creating, he's moving, and his hands are on you, okay? Verse three again, I'm gonna read verse three again. Then I went down to the potter's house and there he was making something at the wheel. You know, it was random. He just showed up, but what was the potter doing? He was making something at the wheel. Right now in your life, God is making something. He is moving things. He is positioning people in your life. He is moving things and bringing things to happen in your life. His hand is on your life and he is making something in your heart. His hands are at work. Verse four, and the vessel that he made of clay was marred in the hand of the potter. Now this can almost appear to be a little disturbing, to be honest with you, because um, if God's the potter in this and I'm the clay and I am marred in his hands, okay? I'm marred in his hands, not broken because it's clay and clay doesn't break, right? Clay, clay just keeps, you know, it just moves when, when the hands move. It moves with the hands. My kids uh, love Play-Doh, all right? And we have to create strong boundaries around them doing that because Play-Doh, man, is a disaster if you don't keep it under control. You know what I'm saying? But um, but they like, and they, you know, it just, you know, just, they can just do anything with it, right? Um, but it's interesting uh, that the clay was marred. And that word marred, interestingly, it, I mean, I think most people know what that word means, but in the Hebrew, it means to bring to ruin to bring to ruin, um, made of clay, was marred in the hand of the potter. Um, so he made it, here it is again. What it was, was no longer. What, what, what was, what was built, what, what it came to at one point, 
when in the hands of the potter, it was entirely changed and shifted. It wasn't the same. It was the same lump of clay, but it was made into something new. It was the same clay. The Bible doesn't say he got frustrated with it and threw it away. Doesn't say he discarded it. Doesn't say he was so mad that he threw it against the wall. He, it was the same clay, but he took the same clay that was created into something and he marred it. He ruined it to make it again into another vessel as it seemed good to the potter to make. I mean, this, this right here, let's approach 20, look at 2021. Let's try this again. In this verse, it says that he marred it. So he made it again. That this clay was going from glory to glory, from faith to faith. In the hands of the potter, it was protected and guarded and it was being changed into something new. Here's my next point. God is at work in your life right now. God is at work in your life right now. God is at work in your life, in your life right now. I'm gonna say it again. God is at work in your life right now. He is the potter in this story. We are the clay. The prophet rolls up into the potter's house and what does he see? He sees the potter there making something. And, uh, and the vessel of clay in his hands, he marred it. It was something, but he marred it, right? You ever, you ever experienced being in God's hands? It feels like that sometimes. And I, I, with confidence, I can say at times, I'm even knowing, man, God is all over this, but it doesn't feel good. He's, he's changing some things. He's working on me and shifting things. It's uncomfortable, but, um, but, but I'm going to stay on this wheel. I'm going to allow him to do what he's doing because he's going to make it into another. He made it again into another vessel. Man, God is at work in your life. Now, he marred, he, he ruined it. He ruined it. That's what he did. All right? He did. That's what it, that's what it say. He marred. I know this isn't um, real popular preaching here, but he ruined it. And this is the thing. He told the prophet another time. He says, man, you know, um, he, he was, he was going to send uh, Jeremiah forth to, to build and to plant, to, to throw down. And, um, you know, so to, to break down what needs to be broken down, to destroy uh, to, and to build and to plant, okay? Uh, because there are things in our life that God does need to um, put his hand on and the things that are destructive in our life need to be destroyed. And many times we have a soul tie. We are emotionally tied to unhealthy things. And God wants to destroy the, the 
ungodly, unfruitful habits and attitudes and the, the destructive behaviors and thought patterns we may have, the, the mindset, the, the, the way we do things that is just not healthy and not glorifying him. And he, he is going to, when we allow his hands on us, he's going to deal with those things. That's why, you know, even circumcision represents the cutting away of excess flesh. There's a cutting away. It doesn't feel good. It's, we're attached to this stuff at times. And God's like, no, you need to, you need to take that off. I need to, you know, um, bring destruction for this purpose was the son of God made manifest that he might destroy the works of the devil. You know, that we tear down strongholds, casting down imaginations. I mean, this is, this is like spiritual warfare, right? God's, God's like, man, I'm, I, I want to bring destruction to the works of darkness that, that, that's trying to operate in our lives and those, those things that are unhealthy, unclean, perverse, whatever it is. It's God is wanting his hands on us so he can make us again into another vessel. See, God does away with things in our life. Okay, he does. He does. He, I want him to. I think really at the core of our spirit, we're like, God, whatever it takes. God, take it all. God, I just want you. Consume me, Lord. Uh, Lord, you know, with your presence. God, you are a consuming fire. God, I give you everything. Like, I mean, at the onset of salvation, we say, I give you my life. I, I, I trust you with my future. I, I say, take all of me, right? Like, I surrender all. Uh, Jesus, be my Lord. I mean, you're, that language is saying, I am putting myself under the authority of God. That everything in my life, everything I create and touch and do creatively in my vocation, in my relationships, in my language, I say, I Place all of that, my heart, my soul, my mind, my will, my emotions, my imagination, my dreams, my plans, my purpose, what I want, what I, what I want to do, what I want to accomplish, my, my eternity, my present, my past. I say, like, I want all that. What am I saying? I put all that under the authority of God. My goodness. And that is clay because <laughs> clay doesn't have the, clay don't know how to jump off the wheel. Clay doesn't know how to argue with the potter, right? Clay is just, you know, we're just allowing God to have his way in us, right? Um, so God does away with things in our life. And in doing that, he sets us up for something new. That's, what, that's what's going on here. God doesn't, God will ruin unhealthy things in our life. That's what he wants to do. He wants to destroy it. Because what's destroying us, God's like, he wants to deal with it. Um, if there's an unhealthy relationship in your life, God wants his hand on that thing. Come on now, if there, there's an unhealthy language, unclean communication coming out of your mouth, God wants his hand upon that. If there's unhealthy things in your mind that you just drift off into something that is just totally um, destructive to your life, uh, it's sinful, whatever, uh, and just sending you down a dark road, God's, God wants his hand upon that too. You know, we want it all up on the wheel. It's not like we just get up there and say, God, do this and that. And then we keep this other stuff off the wheel. You know, um, 
we, we want it all up on there, right? So, so we are his workmanship, as Ephesians says, right? We are his workmanship, uh, created in Christ Jesus for good works. So we can't really justifiably in, in the purity of, of spirit and heart do anything great for God until we allow him to work in us. We are his workmanship, his workmanship, created, us created in Christ. What? After, after the wheel, for good works, right? So it, it might feel like it's over, um, but in God, it is never over. It might, you know, those things that are, not sacred in our life. Those things that should have an end to them. Yes, those God desires to bring to an end, but never is, is your calling and your relationship and the intimacy you can have with God through this process ever over. Actually, it gets better, right? It gets better. And so, but it might feel like it's over but actually God is actually doing something new, okay? So, so, and this is the thing we want to say to God here, okay? Is it says here in Jeremiah 18, verse four, and the vessel that he made of the clay was marred in the hand of the potter, so he made it again into another vessel. And here it is, this is the key. And as it seemed good to the potter to make, as it seemed good to the potter, as it seemed good to the potter. We were in our Bible study with friends last night and Crystal, our guest, was saying how God is good and he only does good. And what is good to him is best for us. What is good to him? Now, now I'm talking about your life here and his hand on your life. What is good to him, what is good to the potter is best for us. And it's only gonna be good. It's only good. It's just how he does it. So our prayer should be, God, what is good to you? What God, what is, and, and whatever it is this year, God, whatever's good to you, I want it. Whatever you're good with, whatever you're doing, that's what I want. What, what is good to you, God? That, that's our prayer, right? Let's start, let's try this again. God, whatever is good to you, right? Jesus did this in the Garden of Gethsemane. He was sweating great drops of blood. He's about to go to the cross. He knows what's coming. He's in Gethsemane, right? And, and he was being pressed. And he said, let this cup pass from me. And then he said, nevertheless, not my will, but your will be done. Jesus is our example. He knew how to stay on the wheel. And, and he prayed this, God, what is good 
to you. I will do what is good to you, God, this year. I want your will in my life. God is always doing a new thing. You're in God's hands. God is um, at work in your life right now. And here's my next point. My last point, allow God to do the new thing in you. I'm gonna say it again. Allow God to do the new thing in you. Once again, uh, uh, here it is. Here, here's the takeaway. Um, allow God to do the new thing in you this year. Let's let that be, God, whatever's good to you, because what's good to him is new, is always new. It's new. Um, once again, we were at uh, Bible study with friends last, last night on Zoom. And Crystal, once again, our guest was talking about um, just, um, she had a huge change in a season of her life where her and her husband and their daughter moved from Canada to Washington State. Every uh, Everything around them changed, you know, and they were um, just doing great and serving God in Canada and all of those things changed uh, where she was serving in her church, her church, and, and just even her vocation. Uh, you know, she was transitioning out of um, uh, working into being a stay-at-home mom and working from home. So just all of those things changed. And I, I thought it was awesome how she explained it. But in all of those changes, Jesus did not change. Like church changed, what she was doing in church changed, what she's doing at home changed. And so with that, there was some uneasiness. I'm like, you know, and she was talking about how many times, even when we're doing good things and we're doing well, when those good things shift and change and God mars, you know, he, he ruins the flow of, of what was normal, right? And it makes us uneasy. It makes us out of step. We're out of rhythm. We're like, you know, and we start to evaluate, wow, our identity was placed on how busy I was and what I was doing and, and this. And now I don't have those things. Those things have been ruined. It's over. It's the end of something. Literally, geographic location, not around her family, not in her, her, her native country, right? All those, right? And everything is new and different. And who am I, right? Like, you know, she didn't entirely lose her identity, but it made her evaluate that. And what she was getting from it was God was showing her just a new aspect of who he was because he didn't change. The potter was still there and creating something new in her. And... When change happens in this natural world, which is a guarantee um, a million times over until you go be with Jesus, um, the beauty of change is we are discovering something about Jesus in our new season that we could not see before because it was just cluttered with whatever it is we were doing. And that's the beauty of God. He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And when he changes us and shifts us and brings us into a different environment, it challenges us. It works his will in us. And we start to see him anew 
in a new and a fresh way. All right. And so here's the thing. Once again, let's go back to the last point. Allow God to do the new thing in you this year. All right. Allow him to do the new thing. Here we go. Last, last scripture. Jeremiah 18. I'm going to read verse five, five and six. Okay. Then this is after he visited the potter. This is what God told him. Then the word of the Lord came to me saying, Oh, house of Israel. Now I'm saying, Oh, Hope Plant Church. This is God talking to us. Can I not do with you as the potter? Right? Allow God to do the new thing in you. Sometimes the new thing is like, we, we get so excited. New. We love new, right? Marketing uh, companies love new. News on everything. I mean, that's the same Windex since 1982, but it says new on it. I mean, that's the same, that is the same Cheerios. It's the same, it's the same orange juice. It is, I mean, but everything got to say new on it, right? New and improved. That is the same hand sanitizer, right? But it's new now, right? We love new. New's exciting, new. I mean, organizations love new. They talk about new all the time. New, 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 right? But look, in, in the kingdom of God, New, new is exciting. New is God's best, but new doesn't always feel good. Why? Because when he does not new, he made it again another. He had to mar it first. He had to destroy, he had to ruin some things first. He had to tear some things down first. He had to, he had to, he had to disrupt our comfort zone, right? When he told Abram, man, uh, get out of your country. I mean, what was he doing? He was ruining, he was marring that man's life in the sense of the natural environment he was in. He said, go to a promised land. The man left everything. The Bible says in Hebrews that he dwelt in a strange land, right? With those that were gonna inherit the promises with Isaac and all that. Like he, he, he left comfort. He left his natural environment. He left his country, his people to follow God, to obey God. God had to mar the, 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 the normality of his life and bring him into a place of faith to do the new thing, to make him a father of many nations, to change his name from Abram to Abraham. He created Abram, but he formed Abraham. He had to, he had to shift some things and change some things. He, to do the new, to experience the new, he had to walk away from the old. So allow God to do the new thing in you this year, church. Allow him. Say, God, you are the potter, I am the clay, right? O house of Israel, verse six, can I not do with you as this potter, says the Lord? Look, as the clay is in the potter's hands, so are you in my hand, O house of Israel. O Hopeland Church. So in your journey with God, this ought to be the theme. This ought to be the theme that we are being changed. We are being transformed. It's his will, not mine. I'm in his hands. He, I've submitted under the mighty hand of God that he might exalt me in due season. I am in his hands. I want to be in his hands. I want his hands on me, right? Clay doesn't have options. Am I right? Clay doesn't have options, nor the ability to jump off the wheel. Okay, situations change. Relationships change. People change. The potter doesn't change. Right? When things begin to change around you, here we go. I'm going to say this. When things begin to change around you, God is getting ready to do something new in you. I said, when things 
begin to change around you. When you're walking with Jesus, God is getting ready to do some new things in you. When you are, when things are changing, God is after your heart and putting his hand on you to change you and to work his will in you. Let me pray for you. Father, I thank you. Uh, Lord, for everybody here, I pray that God, that we as a church, Hopeland Church, we be a people, God, that are clay in your hands. Lord, we submit, we start this year off with submitting to your authority, submitting under the mighty hand of God, allowing you to work on us, to work on us, to move in us, to, 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 to create in us a clean heart. God, to work in us, to work in us mightily. God, we place ourselves on the wheel and we say, have your way and do what is good and pleasing to you. God, work in us what is well-pleasing in your sight. We know, God, that what is good for you is best for us and we receive it and we position ourselves to be the literal work of your hands. In Jesus' name, amen. I hope you enjoyed the message. My prayer is that you will change your world as a result of what you listen to today. If you're ever in the LA area, join us for one of our weekend gatherings. And remember to follow us on social media. Peace.